It's banging. It's banging. I love that. Fantastic. I'll let I'll let everyone know. Hey, welcome to Fun Sexy Bible Time. Thank you for choosing to be a part of this. I don't recommend it, but I'm glad you're here. With me is Sarah Terrace. Sarah. Hi. What's going on? Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. Listen, we have, we have very strict uh, screening for, for guest hosts. <laughs> so there's only a few people we trust to take, <clears throat> to take the reins of Fun Sexy Bible Time, and you are one of those few. I feel super honored because I figured after the first time when I took over your podcast, you'd never let me do it again, and here we are. So, <laughs> listen, listen. There's only a few people that can pull it off, so <laughs> you're you're one of the few. Woohoo! Um, <clears throat> Sarah is a member of Azer Uncaged. She's geez, you're busy. I just realized that you do Azer Uncaged. You do Fundyland Sees Red. Yes, a new podcast. A new podcast with Marcy Pre. How do you say Preheim? Preheim. Preheim. I'm just gonna call her Preheim. There you go. Because that Why sounds not? more spiritual. So <laughs> kind of sounds dirty, but sure. Preheim. Pre. <laughs> Why is that dirty? Walk me through that. Why is that dirty? I don't know. Hmm. Pray like you're pr- like praying on her. I don't oh. Know. <clears throat> I get it now. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you bring this podcast into the gutter right out of the gate? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> full speed ahead. And you also uh, you also write for your own website, sarahterrace.com. <sighs> Recently read by none other than Steve Brown, rumor has yes, it. Yes, yes. His daughter um, read one of my posts. Um, she works for Key Life, and she loved it, and they're actually going to run it on Key Life. So she brought it to her dad, and... I shut everything down. Like, I was just like, I'm done. Like, I can't handle this pressure. Um, and then this other guy, before I could get there to rip the cords out of the wall and make it disappear, um, Matthew Pierce also read it, my blog. So well, that completely cancels out Steve Brown. It really does. Like, the pressure is like, I just, I'm done. I can't handle it. I've heard, I've heard bad things about him. About Steve Brown or about you? Well, Steve Brown especially, <laughs> but I was talking about myself. <laughs> about Matthew Pierce. Yes. I've heard he <clears throat> writes about butts. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. All right. Um, you, we were talking about doing some shout-outs, and you said that when you came on the first time, you did not get to give a shout-out to the patron saint of Fun Sexy Bible Time, Craig Cabanis. Right. So you felt left out. So I'm going to turn this over to you. Sarah Terrace, do you have a shout out for Craig Cabanis? I absolutely have a shout out for Craig Cabanis because he, have you ever seen the movie Pretty in Pink? I am a man. So the answer to that is no. Is yes, because it's from the 80s. Come on. No, I've never, never seen Pretty in Pink. Oh my gosh. Well, you just blew it for me. Anyway, if you've ever seen the movie Pretty in Pink, that movie was actually written about myself and Craig Cabanis. He <laughs> is real life Ducky Dale. And I am Andy. <laughs> he rode his bike past my house every day. 
And then I got my heart stomped on, and he took me to prom. So there you have it. Mm. And that would mean a lot more to you had you seen the movie. So now you have homework. Is it, I mean, it's it's pretty similar to She's All That, right? I mean, another another Craig Cabanis movie. Oh. She's All That. Was he in that movie too? Yes. Huh. I, I or was that about him? I believe, you know, well, the Craig Cabanis version of She's All That is at the end you realize that every girl is all that. Oh, I did love that movie. Because Craig Cabanis loves us all equally. <laughs> he does. He's a great guy. He will he show guy. up. He will show up at the prom and surprise you. <clears throat> hey, shout out to the fact that when you're married for like over 12 years, like your fights last like 60 seconds. Shout out to that. Amen. <laughs> and also like a uh, like a like a solemn shout out to like all the the fights you had when you were a newlywed, like when you've been married for eight weeks, mm-hmm. and it seems like a huge deal and it's something you're going to get divorced over. And, and you you lock yourself in the bathroom, and your husband's like <laughs> taking the door off the hinges, trying to finish the conversation, and you're not having it. I don't even remember the things that like I fought with Kendra over like when we first got married, but like everything just felt like it was something we were going to get divorced over. Yeah. And then we had kids, and we slowly lost our will to live. And now it's like, now it's yes. like I kind of still care about stuff, but I just don't have the energy. Like I just don't care. Like whatever. You're like I don't have the energy to fight with you about that. So whatever, have your way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, you've got the kids now, and like you don't have nearly as much money as you did like before you had kids. So it's like you know, neither one of us are going anywhere. Let's, it'll be all right. Just you know, you've suffered so much together. We have <laughs> children. You know, like it's kind of like war all the time. You know, like that's your your war pal, your your um, Bubba Gump. You know, mm-hmm. and compounded compounding. Or how do I say that right? right. It's compounded by the fact that, like, society has passed me by to the degree that, like, I would have absolutely no clue how to, like, re-enter the dating scene at this point. Oh, yeah. Also, people our age, like, I I would be terrified. (laughs) (laughs) To start over, like, I, like, I went to high school with my husband, you know, like, we, so I'm, and I went to, well... I went to school with him since we were 12, but we dated in high school. So it's like, I kind of know he's not completely insane. Like, he's not mm-hmm. going to hack me to pieces in my sleep one day. Like, that's just never going to happen. I know everything about him. I would be terrified. Like, I would just think every man is a serial killer, and it would just never happen for me. Yeah. yeah. So, for that reason alone, I think. <laughs> Good times. Right? <laughs> No Strong killers. marriages. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave my wife because I'm just too lazy to find someone else. <laughs> You're lazy, and I'm scared. <laughs> we will just transcript this podcast and sell it as a marriage manual. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Hey, let's take some Twitter questions. If you do not follow the podcast on Twitter, you can find us at FS Bible Time. Oh, who we got first? Um, Jacob Ellinger, who's also the host of Grace in a Strange Place podcast, wants to know, 
Sarah Terrace, will there be Chick-fil-A in heaven? Mm, not on Sundays. Oh, dang it, that's right. Not on Sundays. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think there will, and it will be their eternal pleasure to serve us. <laughs> eternal pleasure. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right, Sarah Lynn wants to know, uh, let's say that one for the, let's, let's say that one. Uh, Stuart Spooner wants to know, would you rather fight one Al Mohler-sized duck or, what do you say, a thousand um, duck-sized Al Mohlers? <laughs> would you like to take that one as well, Sarah? <laughs> but do they look like Al Mohler or are they just like... like? <laughs> I'm imagining like they all like have identical Al Mohler suits. Like a thousand. Aww, they're cute. Like little little ducks with suits on. That's kind of cute. Like I'm trying to figure out why I would be fighting them. Well, Stuart, baby, I'm gonna need some more information. <laughs> I'm gonna need to know: Do the molar ducks have a weakness for breadcrumbs? <laughs> like, can I divide that number of ducks by like throwing like a handful of moldy bread into a lake? Like, will they just divert from me into the lake? <clears throat> That feels like an important question. It, yeah, yeah, definitely need some background information. Um, but I mean, I, I guess I mean if I had to answer the question without the information, because you know whatever, <clears throat> I think I'd go with the like thousand little duck molars. Yeah, I mean versus like a big giant duck. That's terrifying. Yes, that is <laughs> to me. Like you can kick them away, like the little ones. You just keep kicking, you know, because they don't have teeth. They can't like bite you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rich Cook and I talked quite a, oh, quite a bit about this in episode eleven. I did listen to that. He thought that the ducks had like spiky feet. Yeah, like, what is wrong with Rich Cook? Like, what kind of freaking ducks do they have in, in Missouri? In, or yeah, Illinois? I think he's technically in Illinois. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's, I don't know, weird ducks, because our ducks have webbed feet, and they're not violent. Now, geese, on the other hand. Rich Cook, you've been you've been fed a feast of lies if you think that ducks have talons. like. Maybe he's thinking of geese. Do they have talons? Those things are freaking mean. I've been chased by geese. They are mean, but I mean, it's not like they've got, like, raptor talons Talon. on them. It's not like they're going to cut you. <laughs> Yeah, I just paddle you to death. I don't know. Hmm. Poor Richie. He'll never live that down. That's on the internet forever. Hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like we're going with the thousand tiny Al mm-hmm. Mohler ducks, like or duck-sized Al Mohlers in uh, little suits. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. um, harumphing about yoga pants <laughs> and whatnot. Harumphing. Harumphing. No, he wasn't the yoga pants. He was just the yoga itself. <clears throat> I got to make that distinction. Oh, okay. I don't read things by almost. Yeah. Oh, no. The distinction, but. He said he, he wasn't on the yoga. He was the yoga itself is demonic. I, I get, I'm assuming he's okay with yoga pants. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. Yeah, I'd have to agree with him because I tried once, like. <laughs> And I downward dogged and face planted immediately. I have no idea what that means. I'm not asking follow up questions. <laughs> Dirty boys. <clears throat> anyway. Um, okay, so Sarah Lynn wants to know: Can you lead me to Christ using Save by the Bell episodes? 
<laughs> Sarah Lynn, I absolutely can. And I'm pretty sure a youth pastor somewhere in Arkansas has probably already tried this, probably circa 1993. It's the episode where... Um, now, Sarah, your husband would know exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah, he's an aficionado. Is that it? Is that the right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's the uh, the episode where like uh, Principal Belding's cool younger brother comes in, Rod Belding, and like mm-hmm. seduces like the the student body to thinking like he's this awesome guy and he's going to take him on the uh, senior trip, and then at the last moment he bailed out because he was trying to bang a stewardess or something. <laughs> and then just like leaves like all the students hanging and then um and then like principal belling has to come in and give this speech about how you know like just because something seems cool doesn't mean it's good for you so i mean we could say like rod building was kind of like a stand-in for sin you know just you know it's it it glitters and it it looks like it's it's gonna satisfy you but in the end sarah lynn sin much like rod belding will always leave you wanting more <laughs> how's that that's good you can go that's... go ahead and pass the offering plate for that one <laughs> stop that's awesome that's good job all right so the, the <clears throat> reason you came on sarah <clears throat> obviously is we have to do what the other podcasts are too afraid to do mm. and let's tackle the tough issues and the issue we're going to tackle today is pitch me a Saved by the Bell reunion. I got you. <clears throat> First of all, I'd just like to say that I feel like you're slowly building my street cred for being like a 90s sitcom historian. And I'm very appreciative to have that on my resume. Oh, because we went, we did a deep dive <clears throat> when you yeah. came on like episode three or four and we did um uh two oh, episode was two, two that was it and we did oh. uh like the tgif ranking mm-hmm. yep that was, that was so, excellent yeah so i i get i passed the test and came back for the the big kahuna yeah so you want to hear mine listen i am <laughs> i've been waiting all week for this oh pitch gosh. me a save by the bell reunion I've been working really hard, so okay, okay. So here's the deal. So Zach Morris flunks out of Yale. Okay. Okay. But his parents were loaded, so they were like, "What are we gonna do? Like, we have to like this guy has to provide for himself. He can't live here forever." Mm-hmm. So they buy the Malibu Beach Club. And they gift it to him. Oh, I like where this is going. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> so here's the deal. So, because he, like, flunked out of Yale and he doesn't have any business sense, the beach club is going under. So, he needs, like, a quick money-making idea, which he's great at. Yes, remember? he is. He's amazing at that. So, he's like, oh, I'll have... The class reunion for Bayside, class of 1993, and we'll have it right here, and I'll sell tickets, and that'll bring in revenue, and then I'll be able to save the club. <clears throat> so he and Kelly got married, mm-hmm. and she is like, 
filed for divorce. She's done. Oh, like, no. What happened? Yeah. Okay. She's just, like, stressed out. So, first of all, they had a couple kids, right? And she was really hoping, like, her modeling career would take off. Um, but then she popped out a couple kids. And she made it for a little while, like, as a plus-size model. Because she's, like, <laughs> hanging on tight to a size 12, you know? Um, <laughs> and But all of the pressure, like, you know with Zach and like it just it's a hot mess and okay. so Quick their world question. is crumbling yes what is the state of Zach Morris's hair is it still bleach blonde yeah I'm gonna go with yes okay I feel like that's a trademark thing you can't really touch okay okay <clears throat> so okay so that's all going on in the background <laughs> so everybody shows up right Slater owns the max now which is if you remember the restaurant where they used to like congregate Mm -hmm. but he also does amateur wrestling because he's got like 20 baby mamas that he has to provide for well this is getting dark yeah so this is like a gritty sequel like a gritty reimagining hey hey this is 2016 we got we we We've come a long way since, like, don't do drugs, guys. Okay? Like, everyone's grown up now. The curtains have been pulled back. I think the audience is ready for a little bit of grit from these people. Okay. Okay. So he's got, like, 20 baby mamas to take care of. So he's doing amateur wrestling, and he owns the Max. So, like, the Max has been turned into, like, this theme of, like, there's, like, posters of him and his wrestling outfits all over the walls. And, like... Are you talking, like, professional wrestling or, like... I mean, like, I would say, like, I mean, I don't really know the difference, but not like, like, he's not like WWF, like, he's not like, he's just kind of like amateur, because I think that's hysterical. Okay, so there's that. Jesse is an assistant professor at Stanford, because she really wants to be a professor, but like, she just never quite makes it, like, she works her butt off, right, but she just like never quite can get to that spot where she wants to be. So she's a little frustrated, but she at least works at Stanford. Is she she back on the caffeine pills? Is that part of the problem? Oh, perhaps. I like that. I like that. Um, Add in. (laughs) Maybe. Trying to keep up with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Okay. So Lisa makes it in the fashion industry, obvious, because that's like. All oh, she did has you just say obvious? Obvious. Obvious. We'll we'll allow it. Okay. Um. Okay. So, but here's Screech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So Screech can't come. First of all, he sends his apologies. Um, so he never, Screech never, like, even got a date, like, even in college, and he's so, like, sexually frustrated, but he, in 1995, invents the DVD player, (laughs) and he makes a crap ton of money, okay? Like, he's freaking loaded. So we got rich Screech. Rich Screech, but, but, he ends up hooking up with some guys that he met in college and they all together started the Girls Gone Wild franchise. Oh. Yeah. This is a dark timeline. It's a dark timeline. So he he does some time in jail 
Um, I'm going to guess for filming underage girls, probably. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets a restraint, like Lisa puts a restraining order on him because he's just, like, spinning out of control. So he's actually not at the... um, So here's the deal, right? So they're all there. Uh, Mr. Belding can't come, though, because he... Um, gotten into some trouble with the IRS. So he, like, fakes his own death and, like, flees to Nicaragua, and he's, like, a huge drug lord, and his name is El Principal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so he's not there. Are okay, you, so... <laughs> are you currently on cocaine? <laughs> Isn't this amazing? Like, who wouldn't watch this show? This is a train wreck. Everyone's a train wreck. So here's the thing. Okay, there's redemption. Just hang on to your hat. Okay. Okay, so they're all, like, finding out their sad sob stories. And then it, like, finally comes out, like, the reason why Zach is holding this, like, fa- like class reunion and, like, trying to make money. And Kelly's, like, sobbing because, like, she can't take it anymore. So they all gather around Zach and Kelly and they start going into, like, the dream sequences of, nice. like, when they were young and in love. And, like, they take them back to prom and how they dance together outside and she's like in her sweatshirt you know and the whole thing and then like they like bring them back to their senses of how much they love each other and how they're meant to be and so there's like the and they're like kissing and whatever so you're saying we're going to bring back this like the uh like the scream track like whenever something happened and like they did the soundtrack where everybody started screaming absolutely yes because gotcha. that, I feel like I feel like you gotta have some like continuity with like the actual show, right? Like okay. you gotta bring in those memories. Okay, so then Slater is so moved by this whole thing that he decides and announces that he's going to put the Max up for sale, and he's gonna go into business with Zach. So he's gonna help Zach like save. The Malibu Beach Club. I'm and imagining like a scene like where he walks over to Zach and like sticks his hand out and is like, put her there, preppy. <laughs> yes! Put her there, preppy. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And then at the very end, there's a dance contest for absolutely no reason at all. Okay. And that's that's the show. Does, does Zach still have his 10-pound cell phone? Oh, hmm. I mean, I would think he would have, like, a gargantuan, like, smartphone. <clears throat> oh, man, I point. can't even, like... Like, how does that work? I can't respond to this. Like, that's just too much. Did I go too far? You've taken me to a dark place, Sarah Terrace. But I brought you back out, like... Wow. Who are you, Who is going to direct this opus? Like, this is, like, this can't be one movie. This has got to be, like, a mini, this has got to be, like, a Netflix or HBO miniseries. There it is. Put it back on Netflix. Get it going again. Like, I think this is a moneymaker right here. I don't. I mean, you could do spinoffs, dude. You could have freaking Mr. Belding El Principal. Like, you, he could have his own, like, okay, like I just, spinoff show. I just want to tell the listeners, like, this is how much effort she put into this. <laughs> like, in the lead up to doing this podcast, she literally like yeah. private messaged me on Twitter 
a screenshot of herself watching Saved by the Bell. <laughs> okay, wait. I wasn't in the actual picture. I wasn't like selfieing. No, I wasn't a selfie. Like she she took she took a picture of the TV like as it was playing Saved by the Bell just to send to me. I wa- I watched it for three days because I had to drop memory. Wow. Yeah, it was really great. My daughter is like super into it. Now I didn't watch like every episode because there's like mm-hmm. 99 episodes, mm-hmm. but I. I caught like the main highlights to jog my memory about everyone, the details. Cause it's been a long time, dude. Nineteen ninety three. Yeah. How old are we in nineteen ninety three? So crazy. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I'm still exactly the same age that I was <laughs> when I was watching it. <laughs> same. So crazy how everybody else gets older, yet I stay the same. No, I'm. I'm just a little taller. Oh my gosh! I don't even. I don't even know if I can pitch my idea now. Like my mind is broken. Does Mr. Belding have like a fake mustache, like down in Colombia or Brazil or wherever you said he's Nicaragua? Be? Nicaragua. <clears throat> Can he have like a fake mustache? I like it. I would like him with a mustache. Maybe a sombrero. Mm-hmm. Or does he do the drug lord like thing, classes. where he just like slicks like whatever hair he has left, just slicks it all the way back? Well, he didn't have very much back then, right? Yeah. It was kind of fading a little bit on the top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I vote he slicks it back. I, I definitely like the dirty mustache idea. I think that's incredible. Slicks his hair back, dirty mustache, and then like wears the suit, no shirt underneath it, or like with like the top three buttons undone and like gold chains, <laughs> matted sweaty chest hair. <laughs> I love it. It's mm. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Listen. All right. This is my idea for a Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell sequel. I'm gonna go completely different with you. I'm gonna go. You're not gonna go dark. Uh, kind of. Okay. Kind of. I'm gonna go reality show. Mm. See, I considered like movie miniseries. I'm just gonna go off course and go reality TV, which is a big deal because I hate reality TV. I do too. We're twinsies. That's great. But I think this one will sell. I don't think there's like a 34 year old in America that wouldn't watch this show. Okay. Okay. So it's a. So just imagine this. Mm-hmm. It's a cold open. Like there's no credits, no intro, no nothing. Like it just boom. Like the show starts, and it's like a handheld camera, and it's following this guy that's walking up to like this big building, and as they get closer, you see that it's a prison. But not like a like not like a supermax with barbed wire. I mean, it's just like kind of like a almost like a county jail looking thing. So you're following this guy into the building, and you can't see his face. You just just see his back as he's walking through, and he's going through these security checkpoints, and you still don't see his face. And he's walking into this big area where like the prisoners come out in the orange jumpsuits to meet with people, and you see him walk up to this one prisoner in an orange jumpsuit, and you can't see either of their faces because the camera is too low. But all of a sudden, they hug. Like, these two guys hug. You can tell they're both guys. Mm-hmm. They hug. Mm-hmm. And then the camera starts to walk around. Like, the, the camera rotates around them, like, orbits around them. And you see that both men are crying. Aww. And then all of a sudden, like, they, they come apart for a minute and separate. And you hear, like, the like the visitor, like, the guy, the, the first guy say, Hey, hey, hey. What is going on here? And then it pulls back and you realize... It's Principal Belding, and he's meeting with, like, the real-life Screech in prison. And Screech is, like, sobbing. Aww. And then, like, it goes straight to, the like, the credits, and the name <clears throat> of the show is Saving Screech. <laughs> <laughs> we both went 
dark with Screech. I and this is have... this is topical because Screech just got <laughs> like rearrested again. Yes. Like if you know anything about Screech in real life, he's just he's kind of a train wreck. <laughs> and like he like just like a couple weeks ago got rearrested and sent back to jail mm-hmm. for you know just I mean a, a lot of different things. He's just kind of a train wreck. A hot mess. So here's the premise of of saving Screech. <laughs> Okay. Um, Dennis Haskins, the, the real-life principal building, um, has gone to the courts and has gotten Screech transferred out of prison under principal building's watch. So, okay. like, you know, he's going to watch like him. And, and the deal is that, like, <clears throat> building is going to put him through a boot camp to, like, reform him. Uh-huh. And every episode, building brings back one of the original cast members... To like have it out with Screech, like a like a like a oh, what do you call that intervention? Yeah, kind of yeah. like a, like a like a rolling intervention, like where it's just <laughs> continual. Because okay. like everybody on that show, except for Building, actually hates Screech in real life. Like they refuse to do anything with him. I'm sure. So like it'd be like this big conflict of like bringing Slater back. Oh and my gosh! Slater has to have it out with Screech, but then he like, just Screech, like does he beat the tar out of him? No, like Slater, they're all trying to help Screech. So then, like, Slater, you know, he's, like, this big buff guy, and, like, he takes Screech through on this, like, mountain hike and, like, does all this, like, Navy SEAL-type stuff with him. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. To just, you know, try to, you know, <clears throat> get Screech back in shape and kind of, like, to break him and then build him back up again. Uh-huh. And then at the end of every episode, Screech has to go to the principal's office. <laughs> and they've, like, recreated, like, Belding's office. office from Saved by the Bell, and like he has to like for the like the final segment of every show, Screech has to go back in there and like sit down across from Mister Belding, just like in the show, uh-huh. and do like a therapy session with him for like ten to fifteen minutes. Like that's the closing part of the show. That's brilliant. <clears throat> and that's um, brilliant. you know, like first of all, Screech is absolutely going to do this show because mm-hmm. all he wants is to be at the center of attention again. Mm-hmm. So like he's gonna make some money, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, Mister Belding, like he's kind of got like that fatherly thing going on, like where he genuinely cares about these guys, and I really feel like I, I mean, who wouldn't watch that show? No, I agree. I mean, you know, he's been on some reality TV shows, shows before, and they were tragic. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think this is this is good. Yeah, and can't you imagine like? <clears throat> I mean, can't you imagine like a, like a final scene, like one of the episodes where like Belding is just like sitting in the big principal's chair, and like Screech is is like sitting across from him, and Belding's just like breaking him down, like you know, where did it go wrong? Where did it, Dustin? Dustin, where did it go wrong? And then like Screech like just starts yelling about stuff, and Belding's like, no, no, you don't hate Dustin, you hate Screech. <laughs> I mean, I'm sold. I'm, give me save, give me six episodes yeah, of saving. Yeah, I mean, because think about it, dude. Like Screech, like totally wrecked that guy's life. Like, there's no coming back from being Screech. No, I mean, the, the guy's a mess. Like, he's probably like a case study of why you shouldn't let your 12 year old do a TV show. Especially, if it's like tragically geeky. <laughs> yes. Like. Oh, I love that idea, Matthew. I would totally watch that show. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, and then you could have like a crossover. Yeah, you could bring in like Urkel. 
like for a special like crossover of like how to get how like how to move beyond the stereotype and like Jaleel White could come in and be like you know Urkel was the best thing that happened to me then Urkel was the worst thing that happened to me and now it's the best thing that happened to me all over again <laughs> just talking about how he's learned to accept himself yeah inspirational speeches from mm-hmm. other child actors oh yeah I think that's it. Oh yeah. I definitely have to wait to bring in Urkel like at the end. Because yeah. otherwise I think Screech would just like scream at him. Could we I mean like what if we did like the um yeah, that's true. Like at what point would Lark Voorhees come in, like Lisa? Because didn't you always kind of feel like maybe Screech kinda was in love with her like for real? For real. For real. <clears throat> I mean, he's not that good actor when it came to like <laughs> that kind of stuff and the episode where Zach and Lisa kiss and like this is mine like I mean I don't think that was acting like he was pretty like he was pretty pissed that was a tough episode because Screech was like really kind of hurt by Zach Mm -hmm. I think more Zach than Lisa for sure Mm -hmm. yeah you don't pass the I mean Zach was violating all kinds of bro code there yeah, he really was. Yeah, like you just you do not kiss the girl that you know your best friend since kindergarten yeah. is in love with. Mm-hmm. Especially not when you're Zach Morris and every girl <laughs> is in love with you. Right, you can have any girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty low. Mm. Pretty low. Oh, Sarah Terrace, talk to us huh? a little bit about uh, your book project coming up. Oh. <laughs> segue yeah we're just gonna <laughs> seamlessly go from screech and his sex tape to your your inspirational book um yeah i'm working on a project um uh writing a mini book to start out and then um hopefully from there, it'll turn into a bigger project, I think is the hope. But, um, yeah, I'm writing a mini book um, for women on the topic of lust and um, sexual addiction, but sticking in the realm of lust uh, and Christ for them in that there's not um, there's not any shaming or, um, you know, your typical make you feel bad about yourself because you already feel bad that you have the struggle that you have. So, um, just bringing a lot of hope and encouragement in the gospel into a dark place, um, that, uh, typically isn't talked about in the church. So, yeah, um, we were talking about this before, uh, we went live with the podcast that there's really not a whole lot, uh, not a whole lot of resources, um, out there, like what you're thinking about doing. Um, what made you, decide to do this <laughs> coercion no <laughs> um, uh no i mean it's definitely like a personal struggle something that uh you know i've dealt with um for as far as i can have cognitive memory um definitely um from some uh child wounds i think um just some difficult stuff uh growing up but um no, I, uh, I've had a lot of conversations with my friend Lauren um, uh, about it, and um, she actually, uh, Key Life, was really wanting um, 
a book like this. And um, she just kind of came to me and was like, hey, you want to write on this? Like, I think you should. I really think, like, you would have a voice to speak into this particular thing. And uh, I said, "Uh, maybe, I don't know. And then I went and hid for a few months and read a few (laughs) books. And then she came back and twisted my arm. And she was like, you're writing this. You're doing it. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So, I mean, it just kind of all fell into place it was kind of crazy um i actually got the call last week that it's it's a green light so um it's all kind of i'm kind of in a fog about it (laughs) like wait what okay um so yeah that's kind of how it it came about it i definitely was not thinking like i love to write um it was definitely not what i would have ever envisioned kind of um because i've never written a book this will be my first one so it's definitely not what i thought i would be coming out of the gate with but um but I think it's necessary, and um, you know, I think I have the the guts to talk about you know something that would make um, other women potentially uncomfortable to bring to the table. Um, yeah, and I've I mean I've familiar with a lot of the stuff that you write about and that you and Lauren talk about, um, kind of too like that's sort of in your you guys wheelhouse of you know let's let's take an issue that you know people don't talk about because it's almost like there's this unspoken thing that lust is a male thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like that's something that you guys are invested in sort of broadening to include women into that. Is that that close? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because the the hard part, I mean, so first of all, you have, um, you know, when at least when I've sat in congregations and, um, you know, I've even I've read books written specifically to men because there's just not anything specifically to women um i mean there's there's a few things out there but they're (laughs) they're really unhelpful um so i've uh, you know i've even ordered books written specifically to men on this topic um years back just trying to get a handle on um, my deep struggle and um you know the hard part is uh, there's a lot of shaming i think even for the men that goes on um where it's all law, there's not a lot of hope um, in the middle of that struggle. So as a woman, you're listening to that, um, being you know, men being shamed for that, and you're sitting here thinking, okay, but I'm a woman, and mm-hmm. you're not addressing me. D- women just struggle with gossip. You know, men are the ones. They're like these animalistic creatures that blah, 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 blah. You know? mm-hmm. Like the way that the men are talked about. And it's a double condemnation for me as I'm listening because not only – do I have the same struggle, but I'm a woman. So automatically there's some, there's, there's an additional thing that's wrong with me because I shouldn't have this struggle. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting. I think it'll be something, um, you know, I've written on this, um, on my blog and key life ran the article a couple months ago about it. And it's interesting the amount of men that I've actually heard from that have thanked me because it's actually freeing for them to hear, they're not alone either. You know that their sisters struggle with this too. It's not just um, it's not a male like a, issue. It's not like a sign of gender weakness that like only like because you're a man you're weaker because you know it's nice to yeah. hear that women go through it too. I guess. Yeah, and I think um, you know my husband and I obviously we've we've had extensive conversations about um, just sharing back and forth our own struggles and. Um, it was always freeing for him to hear it. I mean, it's hard for him, obviously, as my husband to hear that from me. 
but it's freeing for him to hear it from me because he was always, um, at least in the church that we were in, um, he was always sort of like held that, you know, um, we talked a little bit about this, um, before we started, you know, recording too, but, um, you know, men and women aren't supposed to be friends. They're like separate and like any kind of like contact, you know, is, excuse me, considered flirting or whatever. And so like, are, are you, are you a woman? Like, Wait, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this podcast with a woman on the other <laughs> end. This, well, Matthew. This changes everything. It's to break it to you now that we're two podcasts in. But yes, I'm of the female gender. Um, <laughs> how dare I you? My, how dare I bring my, I just, I just destroyed my your, bosom sin onto your podcast? I, I, just, I just destroyed your train of thought. <laughs> You did. Where was I? Uh, oh, but, you know, so, I mean, and the things that we were taught about men, you know, as women, like, it was just constantly, like, cover your body, dress modestly, like, bubble, like, it's your fault if this guy is stumbling, obviously, because we've now made him into this animalistic creature mm-hmm. um, that, you know, can't carry on a conversation with a woman who just wants to bang her, you know, so, <laughs> can I say bang on a sexy Bible time. <laughs> mm, yes, you can say bang. Okay, we're good with bang. Yeah. You know, so, you know, my husband, you know, has always communicated to me that he just always felt like, oh, you're like a creep, you know, because you're a man and you, that's all you think about, you know, and that's how you view women, you know. And so it's really unfortunate that while, you know, they're putting women in this box and you don't ever struggle with anything sexual and you really have no sexual desire really ever, um, you know, cover yourself and stay over here. And, you know, then he just feels like he's, you know, being looked at by all of the women in the churches. You're just a creepy pervert guy, you know, because all of you are. Um, and so for him, it was so freeing just to hear like, you're like me, like you get it, you understand um, where I struggle and you understand like, it's not just this like, you know, crazy thing that, um, you know, it's just constant and that only men struggle with. And so I think, I think it, I, I've definitely seen how freeing it is just in my marriage, having those conversations. And then, um, I mean, general conversations, <laughs> don't get super specific, that could be awkward, but, um, <laughs> um, but, you know, so for me, like, those conversations are what, you know, really showed me, like, wow, okay, like, it is freeing for men to, to know that about, you know, women. Like, I think, I honestly think there's a lot of women that struggle, and they just don't talk about it. Like, I think it's a huge secret. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm all about blowing crap up, so <laughs> let's go. Like, why well, not? <laughs> you know, Fun Sexy Bible Time, we are, we are very happy for you that this book is coming out. Uh, are you going to endorse me, Matthew? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> I will say this. If you if you name this book Homeschool Sex Machine, I have a very aggressive attorney by the name of Jake Goff. And we will take drastic measures. Oh, he's going to be my agent probably. So <laughs> that's, that's going to be a problem. That's... I will endorse the book, and my endorsement will just say, it's banging. <laughs> that would be 
favorite endorsement ever. Not even a G at the end, just N apostrophe. It's banging. It's banging. I love that. Fantastic. I'll let I'll let everyone know. I'll, I'll add that. I'll send my publisher <laughs> my new endorsement. So Terrace, thank you yes. for being a return guest or return. We don't really have guests. Thank you for being a return co-host. Aww, well, fun, sexy Bible time. I love it. Thanks for having me back. You're up, Matthew. Matted, sweaty chest hair. (laughs) So, you know, I'm all about blowing crap up, so... Let's go!